0: Even it's in just, death, can't let it go. Even no, in death, no. It made me think about let it go. Jesus. The haunted mansion
1: at Disneyland has like a forever ending duel, in like the ballroom, there's like this. It oh, reminded yeah. me of that that the in that ride of like, oh my gosh, these guys even in death are always going to duel. Yeah, literally yeah. beyond death, let like to the death. Yeah, like through through the death, through you know, the death.
2: Um, like yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide and a special treat for you today. We are bringing back one of our favorite interviews, Miss Suzanne de Rocher Romero. <laughs> <Woo-hoo. laughs> Hello, Hello, ladies.
2: Mrs. Hello. We
0: <laughs> love it. Oh, yes. nice, to, uh,
2: nice to hear your voices. Yours you too. too. I like your voice. You have such a uh, sweet voice. Uh. <laughs> uh,
0: so we wanted to talk to you today because, uh, as you know, uh, we love Romero here on the show. And we wanted to do a round of Romero. And these were ones that, uh, so we're doing Land and Diary and Survival, and well as uh, Bruiser. So we're going all over the place. But I know that, Su- we know that Suzanne has a personal connection to Survival. So we wanted to talk about that. So uh, this film came out in 2009 when did you meet george again
2: i met him in 2005 um when he was land of the dead right yeah he was doing post for land and um and so i you know i i as i've said to you guys i never even heard of him before you know (laughs) so it was all like really uh all um you know, a, a big learning curve for me because uh, I didn't know his work. And, um and I think I've mentioned, you know, we did a a film festival in the apartment uh about maybe four or five months after we met. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I guess you ought to see my movies. And I said, sure. So we did. And, uh but, you know, I, you know, first of all, he had trouble procuring those films. You know, like it wasn't easy mm-hmm. for him to get all those movies. So, um, so how, I, did, how, how did he get
0: the uh, Land and Survival uh, made, a diary? Were those all made together with the same production team or were they different teams for each one? Well, they were uh,
2: a, a lot of similar teams. Um, so Art Fire was the producers uh, with Romero Grunewald for both films, Diary and Survival. And, uh, and it was really great for him because he was able to go back to small budget Which meant Mm -hmm. that he had more sovereignty on the set uh, and he could uh, have a bigger say on Final Cut, which is uh, uh, for a filmmaker, that's um, the number one thing is to be able to have a say as to how your art form is going to be presented. Mm -hmm. so uh he was really keen to go back to small after a big picture like land and uh and so he did diary and uh so that was my first uh first time i was ever on a film set and uh You know, it was, I I was excited about it. And then of course, when you're on a set, you realize that it's all very, very slow and long days, long days and, and, uh, you know, a bit boring. Um, but, um, you know, you get to meet people and you, you, you start relationships and, uh, and uh, I you know I got to know a bunch of really great people and uh and I really got to see how the sausage was made. you know it was kind of cool.
0: Did you ever ask to be made a zombie?
2: Oh no, 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 no I was zombie. you know, oh, zombies? oh my god, <laughs> zero zero interest. <laughs> That's like a dream come true for me. You, I know, you, I know it. There's a lot of people whose dream come true, you know, but uh, not for me. That's so much. But uh, Did
1: they ever rope you in or were you ever in any of them as any cameo
2: spots or anything no, like that in any of these? No, but I did do a lot of voice work for Diary and Ooh, uh Robbie voice because- work. no just just sort of newscaster uh, because at one point that you know uh they they when they did diary they they had it in the can and they were uh and they were editing it and they kind of changed things up a bit and uh and so they decided to put narration and because um you know it was temporary uh recording so george michael and i recorded all the narration and uh, and then they kept some Of my work. Um, I say work, uh, you know, my voice. Um, It's work. It's work. (laughs) It is work. (laughs) Well, anyway, so it was, it was really a great experience. It was my very first set. And then of course with survival, it was my second. So now I'm, uh, I'm now more familiar with the the department heads and uh, I was, you know, I would be upstairs while Peter and George were writing the script for survival. And, um, and they would actually almost want me to laugh. So I could tell that they were setting it up so that if I got, if I laughed, they were, you know, okay, she laughed. So, <laughs> so they were almost uh, writing with me, uh, you know, reacting uh, to it. So um Anyway, it was a really great experience uh, for someone like me who never really knew uh, how things were made.
1: Yeah. And you're talking about the comedy because I feel like this one I after I watched a few of them in a row this last week Uh and um, I noticed there was a lot more. It felt like levity and comedy. Was that like it sounds like it was on purpose for this. Can you talk a little bit more about that or what if you know any about any intel on that?
2: Well, you know, I think that George has a had a beautiful sense of humor, and uh, he has humor in almost all of his films, mm-hmm. and uh, except for maybe Night, you know, um, you know, there's not much humor there. But um, but he loved humor, and uh, and and so he'd uh, so he'd uh, put it in there, and I think he thought the fans liked it too because it gave it that sort of you know, comic booky uh, sense of it. And, mm-hmm. um, and there were a lot of really great zombie kills too, in that film. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, really good, like seriously good. And, um, and, you know, I, you know, when I, 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 when I was invited to do this, uh, for you guys, uh, I boned up on the, I just said, Oh, I better watch it. Cause I haven't seen it Well, I probably haven't seen it since 2009. Oh, wow. Really, I haven't seen it. And so I I watched it, and I watched all the special features and all of that. I'm telling you, ladies, I think it's a fantastic movie. I really do. I, I, I prefer it to Diary. I found it was a really nice balance between humor and the zombies and the story, the, you know, that sort of the, the Hatfield, McCoy or, yes, you know, I was you know, that, ask about that. The Muldoons, the O'Flynn's The Muldoons, O'Flynts, the, like the, the yes. Capulets, the Montagues, you know, <laughs> this is a, you know, a really uh, a old story of, you know, two fighting camps and, um, and you know, George was a huge, uh, huge Western. Uh he loved Westerns. And uh and one of the films that he loved was a film called The Big Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he kind of set it up so that it was sort of an homage to that film. And um yeah, he, uh, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought the acting was top drawer. Mm-hmm. Um I really like it a lot. And I'm so surprised that it's so undervalued and underrated. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably one of the most underrated films uh, that he's done. And I don't get it because, and it's not even bias. Uh, I, I really don't think it's bias on my part. I just think that they just weren't ready for that that style I don't know. I can't. I feel explain like he's it. always
1: like on the vanguard though. That's the thing about George's work is like if you look at the timestamps on it, you're like, everything always feels ever so relevant and more relevant every time, yeah. right? That yeah. you watch it and it's like, this is still relevant. He always seemed to be ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, so that maybe sure. is part of it is yeah. like people weren't ready when it came out. And now it's like, I would love, again, that's why we're talking about it too, people to revisit it again right now yeah, they because should. of that. And um, I just think it's so, especially like the whole division of like, hey, we're both fighting we're in the same we're all fighting for the same resources and right. wanting the same things but we're coming about it from different ways. And I mean, divisiveness, I mean, obviously within, you know, all, so many governments right now around the world and just how people are dealing with things. I think it's always just that lesson of, you know, paying attention to what's around you. Yeah. And realizing that we're all going for literally the same goal of survival in this planet, right? So yeah,
0: right. I feel that you know that's kind of a theme throughout these movies, right? It's like an us versus them kind of thing, but we always pick the wrong them. It's like we should all be banding together against the zombies guys, not fighting within ourselves. We should all be on the same team. But Well, and you are. know
2: and, and and they have they both understand the problem. It's just that they both have a different way of trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the United States, with the pandemic, you know, they both realized it was a problem, but they just both had a different way of handling it. Yeah. And they just don't see eye to eye as to how to deal with this problem. And, uh, and you'd think that with this particular problem, like a zombie outbreak, that they would sort of, you know, combine their resources and, and, and deal with this together, you know, um, but they don't. <laughs> they, they, they just stay in their tribal camp. And uh, and uh, and you know the last scene, which is I think the one of the best uh, endings of all of his films, with the big moon, mm-hmm. and you know the the O'Flynn and Muldoon, you know shooting at each other, yes, to infinity, you know, like forever, because they're both zombies, and even it's in death can't let it go. Even no, it made it me think about let it go. Jesus. The haunted mansion
1: at Disneyland has like a forever-ending duel in like the ballroom. There's like this it oh, reminded yeah. me of that, that the uh, in that ride of like, oh my gosh, these guys even in death are always gonna duel yeah. literally yeah. beyond death, not like to the death. Yeah, like through through the death. Through you the know. death.
0: Um, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it's, that this is it takes place on an island as well. Cause you're like, well, that seems like the perfect place to go, right? Like yeah. idyllic. No, no problems if you live on an island in a zombie apocalypse. But then nope. Mm
2: -mm. (laughs) no again you know not surprising that the humans you know fail (laughs) make zero for you know uh just just not good you know they're just the humans are are the problem here it's not the zombies the zombies are a nuisance you know sort of just like a fly you know but um and of course uh you have to mention the the zombie evolution of this film right Uh, where for the very first time um uh, do you want to make comment on that or should yeah, I Yeah sure you go for go yeah, for you okay. talk about you know, it tell us <laughs> Well you know because you know every film you know there you know even with Land of the Dead like Big Daddy or Bub you know in Day you know like every you know film there was a little bit extra you know a little bit more of an evolution and in this film is the, the biggest uh jump where finally the zombies eat something outside or other than humans. And this is is huge. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely huge. And um and again I, I you think that the people who love zombie movies would really sort of find that delicious in it you know in the in the future of that concept, you know, and yeah. um,
1: my mouth dropped open. I was like <gasps> oh no they yeah. did it i yeah. was cheering them on like yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> and I
0: love that, that george really thought about what happens what are the next evolutions how does you know and how does humanity unfold um and i love the details that he's able to go into because you know that's been on his mind for so long right do you, do you remember uh when the movie opened uh was there a premiere how it, was it received when it first opened
2: Yes. Well, we were, uh, we, we, we went to, um, Venice with it. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, part of the Venice festival and you know it was very well received and it was one of the very first times uh that venice uh that festival had a genre film and uh and you know the italians love romero um okay. so it was very very well received and um we had a whole lot of fun uh going to venice it's a it's an interesting interesting city and um and then we came back and uh it had a midnight screening uh at the Toronto Film Festival here and we did a big splash a big uh huge press event um big zombie walk uh you know so it you know and, and of course you know, Toronto sort of adopted George Romero, and he was a Canadian, and uh, he was a resident of of the city, and uh, so it was uh, a pretty big deal for, for Toronto. That's so it's awesome! Great. It was love awesome. Oh Yeah, it's a good city. Uh, Like we're having a bit of, you know, some problems right now, but uh, we'll manage it and, uh, and, and, and start thriving again. But it's a big, big city. It's the third largest, fourth largest city in North America. So we've got a lot of people here and uh, it's a, it's a, just a big, big move. It's a big, uh, it's a big city and and we have a big festival in the Toronto Film Festival, and
1: yeah, yeah. It's one of the ones that sets the way. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely
2: does. Yeah. Well,
0: it well does. we wanted to, we, you know, we love to shout out uh, George anytime possible here on our podcast, and we well, really are so happy to do this kind of round to refresh people, and that's the hopes that people will see me like, oh, I haven't seen that since two thousand nine. Let's watch it again. That's kind of. Yeah. The-
2: uh, I highly, I- highly recommend it. It's it's a terrific movie.
0: And you're fabulous. a perfect person, Suzanne. We oh, love you so thank much. Thank you. Oh,
2: thank you, ladies. I, I like you guys so much myself, and I can't wait to see you and and hug you guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, please. Hugs. hugs. Remember those. Hugs. I, oh,
1: my god! Yes. What's a hug? Thing? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Thank you again so much, Suzanne. You have a oh, wonderful rest oh, of your day. Oh, you're wonderful.
0: Thank you very much. And don't forget, everybody, to check out the Garf Network on their social media and follow what they're doing because they're doing a whole bunch of really cool drummer related stuff, including the release of his lost film, The Amusement Park. So check it out.
1: One of our favorite things of all time. Such a great film. Everyone, watch it. Watch it. Watch <laughs> the Amusement Park. <laughs> it okay. Is great. And all the dead movies, but especially Amusement Park coming out because you haven't seen it yet. I know you haven't. So everyone watch it. All right. Thank you again so much, Suzanne, and we'll talk with y'all again uh, soon. Alrighty. Ciao. Ciao.